This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, just me. Wrap-up show from Las Vegas. Any guesses as to where Jim is? Any guesses as to what Jim is doing on this Thursday morning? Sleeping. I didn't even ask him to join, to be honest. He's with uh, fiancé girl, Aaron. My wife actually flew back this morning. I figured I'd spend 40 or so minutes with everyone getting you ready for this uh, series finale. Padres and the Blue Jays coming up. Later on this morning, and there's a lot to get into. Trade deadline, obviously, about a week and a half away. Robert Suarez is going to make his return. Blake Snell is going to be on the mound here today for a Padres team that um, doesn't have Hassan Kim in the lineup here today. So a lot to get into. Uh, excited to talk some Padres baseball with Padres fans this morning. Realize we don't typically do morning shows, so I'm sure a lot of you will be here on replay as opposed to uh, doing it live. But thank you for hanging out, as always. Always appreciate it. Subscribe if you're here live or on replay. Apologize for the way my voice sounds. Vegas has been so incredibly dry. Surprise, it's 110 degrees. So I feel perfect. Like I feel perfect other than the fact that my voice is just hoarse a little bit for whatever reason. I don't yell. I don't scream. But little hoarse here in Vegas because we were outside last night a little bit walking the strip. And it's, you know, that feeling of like it's hot out at night. Okay. We don't get a lot in San Diego, but everyone knows the feeling of, a warm night, but that hot air, like that hot wind, it's just bizarre. It, it must have been 100 degrees last night, even on the strip at 10 p.m., 95 degrees, 100 degrees, just just bizarre stuff. So apologize for that. Um, we will not have a wrap-up show tonight. We're traveling back from Las Vegas. We're at Mountain West Media Days here at the Circuit in Las Vegas. We will be back Friday night for the weekend series against Detroit um, in Detroit, wrapping up this 10-game road trip, which has had some ups like the last couple of days with Joe Musgrove and you Darvish and set some downs like the three game losing streak against the Phillies uh, to kick off the road trip at citizens bank park. As always subscribe. If you are here, really appreciate the super chats to see the first one of the day from Alex. I'm going to get to it in a moment. If you want to contribute, if you want to support, if you want to interact, if you have a question, just hit the dollar sign below the chat box. We'll get to every single super here today. I'd love to get to 5,100 subscribers here today, whether it's live or on replay, we came in, 
I think six or seven subscribers shy of 5,100. We just blew by 5,000 earlier this month. So if you could help us right now, get us uh, to 5,100 subscribers on the wrap-up show. We talk, we talk Padres day in and day out, in season and out of season. If you're looking for exclusive year-round Padres content, we have it for you. So please subscribe. We'd love to get to 5,100 subscribers with your help. Please smash the like button. You can follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. And again, appreciate the super chats. Click the dollar sign below the chat box like our buddy Alex just did. If you'd like to join, you get custom emojis like the Jim Sucks emoji. I see Gus is using that. Um, so we appreciate your memberships as well. Click join down below. You get custom emojis and badges. I'll try to keep up with the chat in addition to the supers. A little bit of an informal show here on this Thursday morning. Padres are going to take the field in an hour, just under an hour in Toronto at Rogers Center, trying to sweep a series for just the second time this year, a series of longer than two games. Um, Alex, thank you seriously for uh, for being here, and thank you for supporting the channel. He says, you survived Vegas, John. I have. I, I'm not that – you guys know me. I'm not an all-nighter. I'm not a night owl. I'm not going to be you know doing anything ridiculous here in Las Vegas. It's been fun. It's been enjoyable. Uh, we went out to a beautiful dinner last night, Morimoto's at the MGM Grand, spectacular, spectacular food. Um, and we've just been, you know, milling around at the Bellagio last night. I've only gambled really one time, won 100 bucks on roulette on night one, so a couple of nights ago. Here, I think it was at Circa. I think it was at Circa. I forget. I, I think it was at Circa. So up 100 bucks has been a good trip. Um, we've got another show coming to you, of course, today from Vegas on San Diego Sports 760. John and Jim, if you support us here, we would really appreciate your support there as well. That is the day job. We will have Kyle Glazer from Baseball America on the show coming up later today. We'll also have Brady Hook, San Diego State's head football coach, on the show later today. So, yes, Vegas has been uh, it's been a good trip. It has, and hopefully it's an even better trip by the Padres finishing off a sweep uh, potentially here today of the Jays. A couple of things I wanted to start with, and then I'd love to hear from you guys as well um, as we talk about the Padres here. We talked about it yesterday on the radio. We did not have a wrap-up show last night, so we haven't really talked about it yet on YouTube. What, what Joe Musgrove said after the series opener, when he pitched so well, and, and Joe's pitched beautifully, and Hugh Darvish yesterday was great, and the starting pitching has been great. Blake Snell is a top-five Cy Young candidate, at worst, right now in the National League. I was still somewhat surprised by Joe Musgrove, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but when he was asked post-game about, like, are you buyers? Are you sellers? You're still under 500. He basically said, and this isn't the entire quote, but here's a portion of it. He said, I feel like whether we buy or sell, we're a really good team regardless. There are certain guys that they aren't going to sell. And even if we do sell off, the guys that are available, Blake and, and Hater, he said, uh, that are going to be free agents at the end of the year, we have a good team in here without those guys. Obviously, we're not the same team without them, but we do have a good team. So I feel like that's not much or not as much of a concern, and we're not really thinking about that. We're thinking about winning games one at a time and just putting as many as we can together in a row. So on its face, you know, somewhat harmless to say something like that, but to be so transparent and honest, which I don't think is a bad thing. I give him credit for being you know, forthright. But to say that, you know, they're a good team regardless, even in the absence of, of Josh Hader and Blake Snell, um, means that they've at least, you know, come to recognize that there's a possibility that those players move. And, and also the fact that they recognize they've underperformed. 
even the fact that he says, you know, this is a good team um, you could take exception with. I, I put a poll in the chat if you want to click on that, guys, while you're here. Um, you know, is this a good team without Blake Snell and Josh Hader? And shoot, are they even a good team now at 46 and 50? You can, um, again, comment or excuse me, you can just, um, you know, react in the poll that is uh, at the top of the chat, I guess, right now. Uh, let me take a look at that poll right been about 50 votes, it looks like. And uh, are the Padres a good team without Blake Snell and Josh Hader? 50% of you or 47% of you right now are saying no. 26% of you are saying they're not good either way. And 28% of you are saying this is a good team, even if they lost parts that are going to be free agents at the end of the year, like Blake Snell and Josh Hader. But, but was anyone else surprised by that honesty and candidness from Joe Musgrove? On uh, Tuesday night, I really was when I when I read it. Actually, I heard it when I heard the audio on social media, and then I read the quote. I was taken aback by it, and I don't think Joe Musgrove is trying to be critical of his teammates. I really don't. Although I think Padres fans at times have been critical of both Blake Snell and Josh Hader, not because of what they've done on field this year. I mean, when they've pitched, they've produced. I mean, how could you really ask more of Blake Snell? Now, the way you could ask more of Blake Snell, looking, you know, to an extra inning or working extra innings, right? Being a six inning guy, not a five inning guy, or being a seven inning guy at times and not a six inning guy. And he's had highs and lows, obviously, in a Padres uniform, bad starts basically in 2021, 2022, and this year as well. And then the Josh Hader dynamic is interesting because, you know, he's a guy that's had an amazing year when he's been on the mound. But, you know, we've been critical at times of his unwillingness to pitch on more than consecutive days. Now we finally maybe put an end to that narrative when he pitched three consecutive days recently, but his workload is a topic and Blake Snell's workload is a topic. And then you couple this with what Bob Melvin said recently about Joe Musgrove and his willingness to just be that bulldog workhorse. And the way Melvin referenced Musgrove, you almost wondered if it was what he was saying about Musgrove is what he was kind of not saying about Blake Snell, that Blake Snell isn't necessarily that pitch pitcher and Joe Musgrove is. That workhorse, that team guy, the one that's willing to go the extra inning, always wants to get the next batter out, and so on and so forth. So an interesting conversation that we can certainly entertain here this morning if you're with us. Um, and I'll get to some super chats that are rolling in right now. But what do you guys think about that? What Joe Musgrove happened today, what Bob Melvin said. I, I don't have Bob Melvin's quote in front of me. I talked about it yesterday on San Diego Sports 760. It was everything he said about Joe almost was like something he wasn't willing to say about Blake, but maybe I'm reading too much into that as well. Shoot. I think if you were casting votes for National League Cy Young, Blake Snell's right there right now. He's running a 21-inning scoreless streak. He gives you a very good chance to win here today against Toronto. I'll swim right now. I should find the odds are literally on the video board. I'd have to open up a little more to see it. I'm sure San Diego is a favorite. Let me find it actually ESPN.com. There's no way Blake Snell's my favorite today on the road in Toronto. They are a slight favorite, minus 115 against Chris Bassett. So it's hard to be critical of what they've meant to this team on field, like Snell and Josh Hader, but is there an issue playing out off field? And is there a scenario, and I think this is stupid. I, I don't agree with this. I think it could make them better in 2024. Josh Hader. I don't think it makes them better in 2023. Is there some clubhouse dynamic that's playing out where, you know, the fact that Snell and Hader haven't been the high workload guys that that's impacting the team in, in some form or fashion. I'd be surprised if that was the case, but it's at least something to 
you know, throw on a wall and see if it sticks. Um, so let's get back to some of these supers like this one from Alex. Thank you again, Alex. Appreciate the super. Appreciate you hanging out. Um, and he says they watch the baseball news and they know what's up. I agree with you. Uh, they, when Joe Musgrove talks, there, there's six, seven, eight players on this team. They talk. The reaction to it. I don't, I don't know if Stephen Wilson talks or if Matt Waldron talks, you know, what the reaction is going to be. But when Joe Musgrove speaks and he's got, you know, Kevin A.C., you know, with a microphone in front of him or a recorder, he understands that that there's a very good chance that what he says is going to be reported on. Um, will end up on social media. Will be ultimately in print. I agree with that. I think players, by and large, especially a player that is a veteran like Joe Musgrove, that is a San Diegan, that is a leader, and is in his third year with the team. I think he's acutely aware of what he is saying and how it's going to be perceived in the clubhouse and outside of it as well with Padres fans. I just do. And again, I don't think he he went scorched earth and said, hey, we're a good team and Blake Snell and Josh Hader be damned. That's not what he said. But I, I think what he did say is we need to perform regardless of who is in this room because we are too good theoretically to not be good. I think that's basically what it boils down to. We're too good not to be good. And even if we sell off, we got to be good in the second half. And as stupid as it sounds, there is still time. 96 gone in terms of games, 66 to play. Obviously, this next 10 or 11 or whatever it is between now and August 1st is critical because it kind of sets you up for success or failure down the back stretch of the season. You know, th- there's reasons to believe that they're not going to sell because they're only four games under 500 because they're going to draw 3 million fans at Petco Park because they think they need to chase this down because they're heavily invested in this team and because they're, you know, pot committed at this point. And then there's the other side of the coin, which is there's reasons to believe they will sell because it suits the interest best in its short term, medium term and long term beyond 2023. And shoot, even Joe Musgrove says without Blake Snell or Josh Hader, this team is still capable of winning in 2023. I've said recently, and I, I'm not going to change my tune on it. Of course, if they can go nine and one over a 10 game stretch, that's the preferred path to anything. Of course, if they can go 10 and two, something like that, 11 and two over 13 games and get, you know, closer to back in it, of course, that's the preferred pass or path, excuse me. With all that being said, something like, you know, six and four over 10 games, you know, eight and five over 13, six and four over 10, it leaves you in a quandary and it puts the general manager and ownership in a spot where it might be, you know, not, not the most desirable spot to be in, and it might have them moving towards stamp pat or buy as opposed to sell. But is that what is best for the team if they're, you know, let's fast forward 10 days and let's say they go six and four over the next 10 days and they're two games under 500? Is it best to buy at that point? Is it best to stamp pat at that point? Or are you 100 and something games into your season and six or seven or eight games out of the wild card spot? And in a spot where, you know, you got a one in four or one in three or one in five chance of making the postseason. And what makes the most sense at that point is to think about 2024 and how you can put yourself in a position to be a lot better next year. And and that's the conversation. I mean, that is the conversation that Padres fans and we will be having over the next 10, 11 days between now and that trade deadline, which comes before the Padres play on August 1st. Um, okay, no name. Thank you for the very generous super. He says, Ken Valario, if the Nats would be, it would fit perfectly for what we need, plays first 
Bird, Power, it's a DH, Rec the Padres of Petco. Yeah, I remember that as well, if I recall correctly. So let me look up the situation with Candelario. I mean, obviously, they don't need anything at third. Um, you know, first base is an issue because of Jay Cronenworth, but you've just signed him to a seven-year, $80 million deal. Obviously, the Nationals are out of it. They were trade partners a year ago. He's had a very nice year. There's no question about it. 820 OPS, 15 home runs, 46 RBIs. So he's had a very nice year. In terms of his contract situation with the Nationals right now, this is horrendous. Do I have that right? He is a rental because he's in the midst of his final arbitration year. He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of 2023. And for me, that's probably the reason why it doesn't make sense. I guess if it's a cheap rental and you just say, you know what, let's throw a flyer at it. He makes $5 million this year, which means we have to pay him, what, a million dollars to do it. Let's just, you know, let's just throw a, throw a flyer type move. Um, and maybe, you know, the Nationals would have an interest in getting something back for a guy that they're going to lose in two months regardless, potentially. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, are, they, are they buying a short-term rental? I mean, you could you could argue that they could use offense. Even you look at today's lineup and like the back of the lineup isn't desirable because after your big four, Cornerworth has struggled. Gary Sanchez has had big moments, but he's hitting 190. Matt Carpenter's been a failure, obviously, and he's still owed another year. Trent Grisham's been hot. He has, but on the whole, has not had a great year. And then Alfonso Rivas is starting at first base today because you have Cornerworth at second base and you have Hassan Kim. Hassan Kim getting a day off in that Carpenter DH. And so I'm not saying they don't need offense. I think they do. And I think their offense has been better. Uh, not perfect. Their offense has been better since the first of June. Um, but I just don't know if you're buying a rental that or not. I guess it depends on where they sit 10 days from now. If they're able to go eight and two over the next 10 or something like that and get themselves four games over 500 and maybe just three or four games out of a playoff spot, then you're, you're acutely – Thinking, you're thinking short term about this 2023 roster and how you can get 2023 with the best finish possible. If you don't do that, you're, you're thinking about not just 2023, but you're thinking about 2024 and beyond as well. I'm going to get back to the Supers in a moment. I see one just rolled in from, again, our loyal viewer here on the wrap up show, Alex. If you want to make sure I get your comment here today, please make sure to consider a super chat. I click the dollar sign below the chat box. Please subscribe. We're trying to get to 5,100 subscribers today, whether that's live. We're on replay at last check. We're about six, seven, or eight away. So if you are here, appreciate your subscription, whether it's live or on replay. really means a lot to the channel. We appreciate your support. We have Padres content for you year-round, so that's the reason to subscribe to the Wrap-Up Show. And also, as a reminder, we're unable to do this without the support of the title sponsor and all of our sponsors here on the Wrap-Up Show, including our title sponsor, Mark Emmons at Farmers Insurance. If you have auto, home, renters, life, earthquake insurance needs, Get in contact with the San Diego, a huge Padres fan. Mark Nimitz, he's done business with this channel since we launched it two years ago. We would never have gotten it off the ground without the support of Mark. If you ever have an insurance need, please get in contact with Mark. Before you remove or Mark, before you buy a new policy, get in contact with Mark. He can save you $750 or more just by switching your insurance policy over to him. You can take it from me. He's a great insurance agent with great service and communication and a huge Padres fan, but I have a homeowners, an earthquake, and a life insurance policy with Mark Nimitz. You can get to his website, which you see on screen right now, 
by clicking the link in the description down below and you get free quotes online. You can see from the reviews, he is an unbelievable insurance agent. We had a claim last year, I had a flood in my house. It would have been a nightmare and Mark made the process as simple as it could possibly be. I kid you not. So if you're looking for a great agent that'll save you money, that supports our channel, that is the San Diegan, please consider Mark Nimitz, our title sponsor here on the Rapid by clicking the link in the description down below. I want to get back to the supers and thank you again, Mark, for your support. Thank everyone here for their support on the wrap-up show as well. Right, Alex, thank you. Says, I don't think AJ sells if they sweep Toronto and sweep Detroit and take two out of three from Pittsburgh. Won't sell for sure. I think AJ is fine with taking um, the draft picks, I guess, uh, is, is how you were finishing that off, Alex. Um, listen, I agree with you. I, I think if they, if they finish this trip, on a six-game winning streak, which is sweeping Toronto and sweeping Detroit, that means they're then a team. If they then come home and take two out of three from Pittsburgh, then they're over 500. They're not selling off if they're over 500. No, I mean, they're not going to sell off if they're over 500. But if they're the team they've been for the first 96 games, which is wildly inconsistent, and, you know, two steps forward, two steps back, one forward, two back, and they lose, you know, three of the next four games. We didn't think they'd lose three or four in Philadelphia. They did. Um, or they split the next four games, or they come home against Pittsburgh and lose the series like they've lost home series this year to Kansas City and Washington, then what? But Alex, your point's valid. I think that if the team literally forces A.J. to win, I don't think A.J. wants to sell. I don't think Peter wants to sell. But when it becomes abundantly clear, you don't have another option because you're eight games out of a playoff spot with 55 to play and chasing that down is a bit of fool's gold then I think he would sell off points. And I don't think we're talking about wholesale changes. I don't think we're talking about Juan Soto and Blake Snell and Josh Hader and Seth Lugo. I don't think we're talking about that. But I think if the team is four, five, six, four, five hundred, 500, it's wise to think about moving apart that could bring you a real return that could help you in the short and medium term. But if this team gets to 500 or above, I'm not advocating for them to necessarily sell at that point, even though it still might be, you know, an under 50-50 proposition to get to the postseason. I don't know if I'm advocating for a big buy at that point. And maybe they stand pat and you could argue the merits. And this is the conversation. This is the balancing act that we've been talking about now for weeks. Um, really now for weeks because of their inconsistency. One day you want to say they should buy. One day you want to say they should sell. And what that probably tells me is they don't want to go all in in either direction, selling off parts or enhancing this roster. And that's the way I see it now. You can't put anything past A.J. Preller. Um, I don't think I'm going to look foolish if, if they acquire, you know, some big-time bat or add to the front of the rotation. I, I just don't forecast it, you know. I think Shohei Otani isn't a conversation worth having. I saw there was some reporting, I think, from John Morosi today, um, where Morosi basically said, you know, the Angels haven't made it. And they will maybe 48 hours out. But they haven't made a determination. They understand, you know, what it's what he's going to be worth, obviously, even as a rental. But, um, you know, I would be surprised if they, they were big-time buyers. I would be surprised if they were big-time sellers. I'm talking about one Soto. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised with anything else, to be honest with you. Even standing, standing pat, which I don't know what that really serves, Um Unless you make the postseason. If you stand pat, you better make the postseason. And if you don't, we'll look back and say, why didn't they um, 
sell off at the deadline? Or what were they thinking? You know, it, it set them back entering 2020. Well, Alex, thank you again. He says, Candelaria could turn into Josh Bell or Adam Frazier, a guy having a career year and gets traded to the project and struggles. It's a couple of things. I agree with you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A couple things with the Padres acquiring bats. We know Petco Park is, I think, technically this year, the second first hitting park in Major League Baseball. National Park is a great hitter's park. Warm weather, more often than San Diego, and the ball as, as jumps there for whatever reason. It's a launching pad. So you're going from one of the better ballparks for hitters to one of the worst ballparks for hitters. You're going for a team that is not vying for a postseason spot out postseason aspirations that is rebuilding to a team that, yeah, is on the outside looking in, but the focus is clear and the expectations are clear. And that's that if we're making an acquisition, we are trying to get to the postseason. I mean, if they're adding a player like Candelario at the deadline, then they are making the point clear that, you know, they're trying to track down a postseason spot. So there's going to be expectations. I don't know how Soto and, and Bell when we look back in 2022, how they dealt with that immediately after the trades. So you have to be careful. You do. Um, AJ Proler has has oftentimes made moves over the last three years at the deadline, right? 2021, even 2020, even 2021 with Adam Frazier when he couldn't land Scherzer um, and or Turner potentially. And then last year, again, acquiring just because you make moves, just because you acquire players that have had nice years, doesn't guarantee they continue to have nice years. But, um, you know, listen, if, if they if they feel as if they need to add to 2023, it's pretty clear where, where they need to add. They could use a sixth starter, in my opinion, like a walk out right now. They could use back-end bullpen health, even with Robert Suarez returning. We have no clue what Suarez is going to look like. They've blown leads throughout the last six weeks. And they could use depth pieces um Offensively, they really could. I mean, they absolutely could add some out of their lineup. They absolutely could upgrade at DH, but they have to be determined to buy um, based on where they are 10 days from now, I guess is, is the best way for me to put it. Now, listen, you know, you, you look at what they've done here on this road trip where they're three and three, and, you know, six days have come off the calendar and they're no better or worse, I guess, than where they were, you know, six days ago. But there are some encouraging signs. Musgrove Darvish last two days. You have Manny Machado's July, where he's you know potentially the best offensive player this month. He's got this 1,300 OPS, nine home runs in July. He's driven in 21. Dodgers have had players of the month incredibly in May and June. Yet 
they haven't really been better than a 500 team in May, June, in July. So we've said that often, as Manny goes, the team goes. Um, that, necess- that hasn't necessarily been the case here with him getting hot. It's not like this team is scorching hot right now. He's had a very good month of July. Um, you have Juan Soto. I saw this stat, I think, from Kevin AC. Um, where Juan Soto, you know, like his Juan Soto misunderstood. And, you know, I, it's fair for us to be critical. It's fair for Padres fans to want more. You thought you were getting Babe Ruth, and he hasn't been Babe Ruth as a Padre, but he has been good. And I often reference his 900 OPS, and, and often people come back with, well, yeah, it's all on base. It's not slugging. You know, he walks a lot. But, I mean, this is who he was in Washington. He's not walking more in San Diego than he was in Washington. I think yesterday he reached base safely. Let me pull it up. Yeah, he walked three times. He's reached base safely three or more times, 30 different times this year. It's the most in Major League Baseball. And you may say, well, it's not enough because in those big, you know, opportunities with two on, he may prefer a walk or he may not go through the clutch. He's actually been a good hitter with men in scoring position. I think I've I think he's been a solid hitter at least with men in scoring position this year. He still has a 907 OPS, 41 points higher than Fernando Tatis Jr. And Tatis is second on the team. He is far and away the best offensive weapon that the Padres possess. Other than Tatis, there's no other player with an 800 OPS. Juan Soto has been head and shoulders better than everyone in this lineup. It includes Manny Machado and Xander Bogarts and Fernando Tatis Jr., someone like Hassan Kim. And if there's a close second, it's Fernando Tatis Jr. But Juan Soto has put together a year. He's battled injury. He's certainly dealing with something right now. And again, would you want more? Of course, everyone wants more, especially from Star. And he's posted 1,000 OPS seasons before. So maybe you're thinking, you know, 900 is nice, but what really be nice is, can you get that thing up to 950, 975? Can you do it with slug? Can you do it with more power? Can you hit a little more in the clutch, but I, I've had this conversation ad nauseum about Juan Soto. I, I'm at the point where I feel like he's, he's just a misunderstood player, to be honest. He said at the day with deadline, he's not a good defensive player. He hasn't been. We said his ability to get on base is second to none. That's who he's been. And we said he's not a 50 home run hitter because he sees so many pitches and he's not going to have as many ABs. He'll have a lot of play appearances, but he's going find ways to get on base. It's the responsibility of players like Machado, who's done it here recently, Tatis, Bogarts, and others, to get him in. Getting on base and moving the line is not a bad characteristic. <laughs> they haven't given him the $500 million deal yet. It's not like you're paying him $500 million to walk. You're paying him right now to help this team win. And you know, he's not hurting this team. I promise you that. He's not hurting this team with his minus seven OPS. Uh, Alex, thank you. He says, if you can get a bat from the Nats, add Finnegan. I don't know a ton about. Um, let's see. Um, add Finnegan. Kyle Finnegan of the Nationals. This year has a 3-3-2 in 38 games with 12 saves. I mean, I guess if you moved Hater, <laughs> you could do some type of return. That's the thing. You're not, a, you're not just a buyer or a seller. There are teams that sometimes – sell off and make acquisitions as well. So you could move Josh Hader and have a return that includes a closer, or you could slide Robert Suarez in, presumably as well, but that means Suarez is going to have to be healthy. It'll be interesting to see how they use Suarez initially. And I don't know a ton about Finnegan, if I'm being perfectly honest. Looking at his contract status, um, he's another one of these guys that 
Yeah. Excuse me. He's going to be arbitration eligible next year. He's not a free agent for 2026. So yeah, we have him under control for the remainder of 2023 and then 24 and 25. He's a little bit of like a veteran journeyman. He's about to be 32. His career numbers are solid, not spectacular. Year has been solid, not spectacular. So it's an interesting name. Um, it's an interesting name. I'm glad you threw it out. But I, I think the point that I was, you know, making as well here is that you can both buy and sell. There are a lot of examples of it. It's hedging. You can hedge. You can sell off hater um, and out of piece. You can sell off Snell and out of piece. And maybe by selling off Snell, I think if you sell Blake Snell. We'll see where they are. I mean, you're you're looking for a haul in return, the way he's been. I think if you sell off Josh Hader, you get a nice return, but you don't get the same return for a closer that you're getting for a Cy Young caliber. I mean, he's already won a Cy Young, but he's pitching like a Cy Young caliber pitcher right now in the National League. I think the way Snell moves is you get an offer that you can't refuse. And the team remains, you know, three-plus games under 500, seven-plus games out of it. In the, uh, in the National League wildcard race. But that's the way I look at it, as I see it right now. All right, I'm going to get to a very generous super that just rolled in. We will do that in a moment. So we'll stay right where you are. Guys, stay where you are. Please subscribe. I'll uh, get to 5,100 subscribers here today. Last check, we are just about six away. So six subscribers away. I think we were eight away at the start of the show. So six subscribers away. Um, please subscribe to here year-round content for Padres fans. Smash the like button for me if you wouldn't mind. Follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. And I do appreciate the super chat. It's a great way to support the channel. Uh, coming to you live with preview edition as the Padres get ready for the Blue Jays later on this morning. I uh, want to remind you, we talked about our current sponsor, Mark Nanos. I need to tell you about our friends over at Aura and their co-founder, Will. They've got a great, great company. They really do. Uh, if you're looking to get healthier, this is the way to do it. Click the link in the description down below. Or go to ORA.organic. I love their probiotic for digestion. If you have any digestive issues, any at all, make sure to um, to check out Aura. ORA.organic. And make sure to check out the probiotic. I take it every single day. I have for, I don't even know at this point. It's like 13, 14, 15, 15 a month. It's a great product. So they have probiotics, pre-workout supplements, Proteins for after workouts, omega-3 oils. If you take a fish oil, you can take their omega-3 oil. They have sleep pills and immunity pills and much, much more. So just a great company with great products. It's a great way to support this channel. Their co-founder, Wills, is San Diego, huge Padres fan. Office is right here in San Diego in Liberty Station. And whether it's for yourself, your spouse, your family, or your friends, or you're just looking to support the channel, click the link in the description down below or go to ORA.organic. Thank you, Aura, and thank you, Will. For your support here on the wrap up. All right, let me see real quick. Let's see. All right, Will, thank you again. Let me just pull this up. Uh, very generous, Will. Appreciate you hanging out. Thank you for your support of the work we do here on the wrap up show. He says AJ's ego will get in the way of any type of selling at the deadline, in his opinion. The moment they sell, the white flag goes off for the 2023 season. With that said, if we can go run over. The next week, you get over 500, we'll be buyers 100%. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Will, on the reason to temper any expectation that the Padres would sell, regardless of where they are. 
I may tempt it the other way. I mean, I think if this team was exactly at 500 in 10 games, so what would that mean? Seven and three. Let's say they're seven and three, which actually means they're nine and three over a 12 game stretch because they've won two straight. Let's say nine and three, eight and four here over a 12 game stretch, right? So you're either 500 or a game or two under doing the math on that. I don't think it guarantees some significant buying spree for AJ Preller. I think it makes them more apt to buy. I think they could add a piece or two, but I still think they'd be measured in their approach. So I agree that, you know, I think his ego does probably get in the way, and I don't know if it's for the betterment of the team or not to not sell. But I don't think that even if they play well here for a 10-game stretch, he says, I got to go buy, and I got to be a big buyer. It's like they already have bought. I mean, look at this roster and their payroll commitment. And I think they're aware enough to know that even a, a nine and three and four stretch doesn't offset the, you know, fast forward in the 100 or 105 games of being a 52 and 52 team, for example, or 53 and 53 team. Now, I'm with you. They don't sell at 53 and 53. They don't sell at 54 and 53. Um, but they could sell 300 or 500. And I don't know if people are are willing to accept that fact or not. They might think that, oh, that's not going to happen. They're all in. They still could do it even after the deadline. They still could have that 9-1 and one stretch after the deadline to get back into it. I just wouldn't be surprised if they sell it for under 500 because I think at some point they're going to start getting offers and they're going to realize who they are and they're going to have to have an eye towards 2024. But your point is valid, Will. I think if they win, if they get to 500, that's not enough. I just don't know that if, it, if they get to 500, if they're buying is the way that I look at it um, from my seat right now. It's going to change with each passing day, with each result, and with the results that occur around the Padres as well. Like, for example, when you pull up the wild card standings right now, after winning two games in a row, when you look at the National League, the Padres, you know, have, have made up a little bit of ground just with a two-game history. They're six and a half games out. Uh, they're separated, though. They'd have to pass – the combination of three of these teams. Out of these five, they still need to pass three. Cincinnati, who's four and a half games better than them. Miami, who's six games better than them. Philadelphia, who's six and a half games better than them. Or San Francisco, who's eight up. Or Arizona, who's eight up. So you don't have to pass them all. But three of five of Cincinnati, Miami, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Arizona. Realistic? Yeah. I mean, possible? Sure. Likely? Probably not. But it can change with each passing day and with results that occur around the Padres, although you're looking for, you know, you need a lot to happen around you. Because even if Miami pulls off, if the other four teams don't, you still have work. But if a couple of teams pull off and you get hot, um, then maybe there's a path here for the Padres potentially to find their way into the postseason. As unlikely as it has felt at times here in 2023, we'll see if a path presents itself based on the way this team plays in the second half of the year. All right, continuing on here with uh, Super from Alex, thank you, Alex. Again, thank you guys for hanging out. He says, I think getting a piece or two is nice. Come on, it's AJ. You don't think he will try and go get Otani or Goldschmidt? It's AJ Prella. I mean, you know me, Alex. I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't sell false bills of goods. I thought that Juan Soto was realistic last year because there was source reporting that said Juan Soto to San Diego was realistic. I don't see source reporting right now that says, uh, Shohei Otani to San Diego is realistic, other than the fact that they could and probably will be in on Otani um, in the offseason because it is AJ Preller. And in the offseason, 
There's a lot of teams going to be. And why wouldn't you, you know, take your best swing at Shohei Otani? And then we'll see. Um, so I think it's more likely in the offseason than as, as a rental with Otani. With Goldschmidt, who – let me look at Goldschmidt contract status and maybe someone can put it in the chat. When you're talking about a veteran aging player who makes a lot of money, who is signed through next year and is going to make $26 million next year before being an unrestricted free agent. So you tell me, are they in position to take that on? Is that your expectation? They take that on and they get out from underneath the corner worth $80 million. How? It's not a good deal. It will be hard sell off so that's what i mean it's my opinion I, i'm not saying it's right and i agree your your sentiment is spot on i mean he's made huge wings not landing scherzer was a big swing uh, landing juan soto is massive Waiting for mike clevenger at the time was a big trade bogarts machado i understand it these are big swings seismic decisions um i just think his team hasn't put him in a great spot try to make a move of that caliber that's my opinion. I think if this team was sitting where Miami was right now, it's 53 and 45, a half game out, where Philadelphia is at 52 and 43 in possession of the last wild card. I think if this team was two games out of the division, as opposed to right now being nine and a half games out of the division, then I think everything's on the table. And maybe it changes over the next 10 days. Um, we've said it a lot. Maybe it changes. Maybe it changes. Unfortunately, nothing has really changed at this point because they're 46 and 50. But you win. Blake Snell gives you a good chance to win today. You get to Detroit off a sweep and you win a series there or do better and even sweep that series, and maybe the conversation completely changes. But as I see it on July 20th, I'd be extremely surprised to see them make a trade for either of those two players. Give me a week and maybe my position changes. So I am willing to adapt based on the circumstances that with the Padres and around the Padres over the course of the next seven to ten days. So I think it's reasonable, but I, I think your take is reasonable. That, that we're going to read about it. We'll read more about it if they start winning a little bit and just knowing that you know the Padres um, need to do business under AJ Miller. You know you'll start reading about um, their interest. And if I see more source reporting about their interest in those players, then we'll talk about uh, that reported interest. Um, over the next couple of days as well. Um, all right, I'm going to be with you for the next uh, handful of minutes. If you want to make sure that I get your comment, you get your super in now just by clicking that dollar sign below the chat box. And I also want to remind you about our partnership with our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Um, if you go to underdogfantasy.com right now and use promo code PADSWRAP, you are going to get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's, that's right. So if you go to underdogfantasy.com right now, you are going to get a 100% deposit match up to $100 by using promo code PADSWRAP. They've got drafts going on right now. So you get just $3 per draft. If you're playing fantasy sports, this is the best place to play daily fantasy. They have drafts going on right now. They have daily pickums going on right now. I just put a link in the chat. Again, use promo code PADSWRAP. You're getting a 100% deposit match up to $100. You don't have to deposit $100. You can deposit $10. We'll give you $10. You can deposit $50. We'll give you $50. 
and so on and so forth. It's a great way to support this channel. It's the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's so simple with the drafts. All you do is draft. You can even auto draft. They take care of everything else. No waivers, no trades. They make it seamless and easy. Go to underdogfantasy.com or you download the Underdog Fantasy app. Use promo code PADSWRAP and get a 100% deposit match by using, again, promo code PODSRAP. And Gus wants to know if he's still winning these season-long drafts. I'll take a look at the end of the chat. Gus, I will take a look where we are in the season-long chat or season-long draft going on at Underdog Fantasy. A number of you have signed up over the course of the season. We do appreciate that. It is a great way to play fantasy sports. I do it often. I do it with you guys oftentimes on the Raptors show. So, and if you're looking for a place to play daily fantasy, there's no better place than Underdog Fantasy. Partner of ours on the wrap-up show. Use promo code PADSWRAP to get a 100% deposit match up to. $100. A couple of other notes just to pass along before we get out of here. And the Padres is about to get underway in about 15 to 20 minutes. Robert Suarez activated. How do they use him initially? Is it in leverage or not? I would say maybe the first appearance or two, maybe not in a high leverage spot, but um, maybe I'm mistaken with some of the ineffectiveness in that bullpen. But I'm excited. I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic, but I need to see it. He was as good of a reliever as they had last year for 90% of the season. So, We'll see if they can get him looking like that as the calendar flips to August. Also, I saw earlier today Michael Waka unlikely to pitch Saturday, but it doesn't sound like it's long term. They hope to have him back hopefully by late July, early August. They need him back, obviously. They've got elite starting pitching, but they're thin with their starting pitching. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the absence of Michael Waka, at least for a turn or two in this uh, rotation. And again, going for a sweep here today behind Blake Snell, who's coming off another scoreless outing. He's gone, I think, 21 consecutive scoreless innings. He's pitched like a Cy Young candidate. He really has. And um, we'll see if he can keep this thing going in Toronto. Blue Jays came in really hot. And uh, the Padres have cooled him off by winning the last couple of days. They did it with offense in the opener on Tuesday. They did it with Hugh Darvish and the bullpen yesterday in one timely hit, a broken back flare for Manny Machado. Uh, Brian, thank you for the very generous super. He says, John, with the win today and a Philly loss, we're only five and a half games out. Let's be positive. I think I've been pretty measured and, and, and positive, Brian. <laughs> I don't know if you're being serious or not. In actuality, that, that doesn't guarantee that the Padres are five and a half games out because Miami is six games better than San Diego. So if Miami wins and the Padres win, then Miami would possess the final wild card. And the Padres would be six games behind Miami. That's where it gets tricky. So you need to play well. And you are at least going to have to have one of those teams in Cincinnati, Miami, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Arizona, all flat, in my opinion. And then maybe two others who just got to outplay. They play a 520 clip, you play a 620 clip. And then you see how the math adds up. But no, I'm not saying six and a half is insurmountable. I've never said it's insurmountable. I just said you need to be honest and realistic with it. And, oh, by the way, breathing down your neck, Cubs and the Mets are half game behind you. So that's my point. I'm, it's not impossible. I saw the Phillies overtake the Mets with uh, 17 to play. There were seven and a half back with 17 to play in either 2007 or 2008. Crazier things have happened. Where it gets hard is when you have multiple teams between you and the potential playoff spot. Where it gets hard is when the team isn't consistent. If the Padres all of a sudden, you know, run off nine wins and ten tries, the conversation changes. The only reason why we don't talk about the Padres rattling off nine wins and ten tries is because they have not won four games in a row this year. And they're the only team in baseball 
has not won four games in a row this year. So they need to show it to us. And I hope they do. I really hope they do. They have time to show it. Um, but can they do it now? Please, can they do it sooner rather than later? We've been waiting. We've been waiting. So um, let's hope that that happens. But I think, to, I think this series is significant. I mean, it, it felt like they were left for dead after Philadelphia, to be honest. Um, but to their credit, they picked themselves up. And it, there's a big difference between winning a series and sweeping a series, especially on the road. And the difference between winning today and losing today is going to be important potentially. Like I said, you're making decisions based on information you have. And each and every game gives A.J. Preller more information about where his team is and where they're going. And if they can win today behind Blake Snell and get to Detroit, um, then we start having the conversation again about getting to 500. They would, they'd be close. You get to within three games of 500, all of a sudden – you're feeling half decent about where you're sitting or, or better than, than you have felt maybe in the last handful of days. Um, all right, guys. Appreciate you hanging out. Jim just said, why are you doing a show, LOL? Uh, because that's what we do. Because we have people that want content. Here, let me text them back. Because that's more. All right, so... Please subscribe here on content for Padres fans trying to get to 5,100 subscribers. That means Jim is awake, by the way. Jim is just woken. He is awake. Um, try to get to 5,100 subscribers. Please subscribe if you're on content for Padres fans. Smash the like button for me. Follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. And please support our partners as well. Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. If you have insurance needs, there is no one better. He will save you money. Click the link in the description down below. He's our title sponsor. Aura, O-R-A dot organic. You can click that link in the description down below. And underdogfantasy.com, use promo code P-A-D-S and R-A-P and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. For Jim, who always sleeps in, I'm John. We'll catch up with you Friday night after game one between Detroit and San Diego as the Padres go for a sweep here today against the Blue Jays. All right, appreciate it, guys. Take care. See you Friday night. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.